she's muy guapa. Who? The actress. I can't pronounce her name. I probably butcher it. Messiah. Nope. Maniac. Try again. Mitsubishi. <laughs> What's her first name? Taylor. Okay. I think. I need to double check. I just thought. What was I thinking of? They were upset about the casting because it was not the right. Oh, it was the Cowboy Bebop live action. They were going to do a Cowboy Bebop live action? Yeah, you didn't hear about that? No. It's either Netflix or Amazon, but someone's doing it. Soon? I think it's Netflix, which leads... It's, it's actually happening? Yeah, it's in production. They have the no. casting. No. The John Cho is playing Spike. That's his name, right? What? It's been so long since I've seen Cowboy Bebop. I think it's time for a rewatch. I'm watching it right now, actually. What? I told you that. I didn't know you were... Well, right now is like a relative time. Well, I've been watching it over the last month and a half, two I'm months. watching it over the last 20 years. <laughs> it's it's amazing. It is. It's It's got like this noir, jazzy... It inspired Star it. Wars, like space opera kind of thing. Yeah, it sort of built the genre. Junkyard. Yeah. For I whatever that. you'd call space, little cyberpunk, little space western. So many things came out of that. Yeah. And that was early 90s i want to say it's yeah. quintessential anime everyone always points to a couple anime from the 90s that are the foundation for anime pop culture and space cowboy is always at the top mm-hmm. and it's it's pretty brief it's not like bleach where there's a, a million episodes and they're still making them yeah or like uh dragon ball z <laughs> or uh no. one piece there's one a lot. piece i was gonna say one piece there's a lot that just keep going on but i think part of what makes cowboy bebop so sweet is that it is so short speaking of sweet and short today we're talking about lil dicky <laughs> lil dicky we're talking about dave, dave season one dave who dave bird dave bird this is a new show that just premiered this year that follows a uh a, a guy a guy <laughs> just a dude he's a regular guy like us it's kind of a uh, dramatized version of the rapper lil dicky's life shakespeare's little dicky if you don't, if you if you're unfamiliar with Lil Dicky, he is a white guy who used to be, um, I think he used to be a marketing person or you no, know, it was advertising. Yeah, that's what I heard as well. It was a boring job. He was a boring business job, and he was very good at coming up with stuff on the spot and ideas and advertising, marketing campaign stuff. And because of his quick wittedness, he's like, you know, I'm gonna try rapping, and he was good at it. And so he began doing small time YouTube stuff. Right? Yeah, YouTube, a rap videos, and it's kind of a joke. It's kind of not a joke. It's actually very unclear whether he's doing it now professionally, obviously. But I think that's part of the gag. It's part of his gimmick. Is he uses the name Lil dicky talks about having a small penis as kind of like a gimmick to get an audience yeah he's got some self-depreciating yeah sense of humor most of his songs are centered around different gimmicks in that way uh one of them is called classic male pregame and it's all about how all these guys that live together are getting ready to go out they never actually go out they just end up <laughs> sitting around playing video games and eating and drinking and stuff yeah, there's always that undercurrent relatability. Sometimes it's like satirical as well. Totally. He's basically like part comedian, part actually good at rapping. He has He's got f- bars. Yeah. He he's, just he goes. He's a very good rapper. He's got a full album out and then instead of doing a sequel to that album, he decided to make a TV show. And so FX is the channel that... FX got the movies. ...that uh, this premiered on. FX is also very famous for other shows like American Horror Story and uh, Legion. Reruns of X2. (laughs) That's what I grew up on. X-Men United? 
Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Every like Saturday afternoon, it would be sit on the couch with your dad and watch <laughs> X-Men reruns. <laughs> That's funny. Good, good memories. It basically started coming out in the beginning of COVID. And so I think not only was this a good show that I think people might enjoy, but I think people enjoyed it more because they were sitting in their houses and they needed some comedy relief. Something lighthearted. Even though it's it's got a lot of dramatic undertone to it, Dave is in the same vein as, I would say, is in the same vein as Aziz Ansari's Master of None or Donald Glover's Atlanta it's got a lot of art to it, and then it dips into very serious material, but then swings its comedy tone back the other way, and it's constantly playing in that kind of darker black comedy it's uh, blending genre. blending the genre. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So you've seen how much of this series? I've seen absolutely none of it. Good. I'm just enjoying hearing about it. Yeah. I've seen a lot of the promotional material, and it looks really good. Yeah. I think it's called Dave because he wants to try to move beyond the gimmicky Lil Dicky name. He wants to pull a Gambino. He yeah. wants to branch he wants to have out almost his... like two personas. And so in this, he's going by Dave Bird, but which a... is his actual name in real life. It's about that persona that he had, though, right? As a rapper. Yeah. And, a... and it plays off satirically aspects of his real life in the career. His whole kind of pitch for the show was it's crazy being in the rap industry and it's crazy being in the rap industry as a Jewish white guy. And yeah, he's a bit out of, <laughs> out of place. He's a good, I wouldn't say a fish out of water cause he does, he does have a space. Yeah. I think there has been a space that's been carved out for him, but now he's got this TV show. And so this series is more exaggerated than his real life. In some aspects, it's a lot. You're like, oh my gosh, did that really happen? But it does pull a lot from his life. It, doesn't it, it does pull a lot. And the scenarios you might think are, did that really happen? And a lot of the, the setup in the show, like the scenarios, the setups did happen, but the way that they play out played out differently in his real life. Like he, his first show was rapping at like a, a kid's funeral or something like that. <laughs> what? Yeah. That happened? I think so. Well, I think something oh. similar to that happened. It was inspired by true events. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, intense. <laughs> and there's there's uh, some graphic stuff in this, I would say. Sex? That, yeah, some sexual things. Nice. I mean, it, he's called Little Dicky. Is it aptly named? And so uh, be wary of that going into it. But at the center of the show, I think there's a lot of heart and I'm... I'm very excited to see a season two. If you can get past the first like three or four episodes, I think all the sex starts to dissipate. But oh, that's a shame. Well, <laughs> well, it's for the better. I think that he focuses on different things. It does what um, Aziz Ansari's Master of None did, where it sets something up with the first few episodes, and then it flips it on its head and focuses on something completely differently for a few episodes, and then goes back to the kind of main storyline. Hmm. And so it's got that... The Mandalorian. It's got that attention-getting kind of quality. Not in the way that Mandalorian did. <laughs> I think Mandalorian tried to do... What... The mid-season dip. <laughs> like, oh, dip. But Show now. But in Master of None and in Dave, the mid-season dip isn't a dip. It's a win because it's focusing. It's still progressing the story, mm -hmm. but it tells that story kind of from a different perspective for a few episodes, if that makes sense. So it's not telling something completely random that's not progressing the story like Mandalorian did. It's advancing the characters and progressing the characters. So you get to understand who these people are in his life. Anyway, it's very, very good if you guys wanted to check it out. It's, it's very telling of this generation, upcoming generation, maybe my generation, sort of millennial. We generate. Are you millennial? Yeah. Are you like, they, they call millennials eighties, eighties, nineties, babies. Are you the in-betweensies? I'm pretty close to, to being a tweensie. 
So we could talk about we could talk about the cast a little bit. Little Dicky is Dave Bird. Yes, that's spelled with a U. And then his girlfriend in the show, her name is Allie. She's also from the Pillow Talk music video. It's called Pillow Talking. Yeah, a music video that, oh, the talking that pillow. Little Dicky made, and her name is Allie in the show, spelled the same way as my wife Allie. Nice. And she's played by Taylor Misiak. Are they Messiah? Messiah Mitsubishi. Are they in a relationship in real life? I don't know. I, I I actually tried to look that up, and I didn't find a lot of information in the IRL. Yeah, and uh, there's a character named Gata, and it's played by a person named Gata. It's G G A T A. Like it's not like Gator. Gata. It's like Gata, but it's Gata. He has this really funny redhead friend who's very smart, and he's constantly making fun of everyone around him. And his name is Mike in the show, and he's played by Andrew Santino. Then there's a character named Els, who's one of his friends, and he's also a uh, sound production guy. Who's uh, he's constantly producing beats for him and stuff like that. And he's played by Travis Bennett, also known as Taco. There's one. There's one girl too. Her name is Christine Co. Christine Co. Christine Co. is Emma. She plays Allie's roommate, and she has a smaller kind of minor role, probably to be expanded in the future because she starts to date one of the characters. Spoilers. Uh oh. And then Justin Bieber shows up in it. No way. Macklemore. What? Shows up in it. The real Macklemore? Yeah. Kind of as a joke because he's also like a quote unquote white rapper. Quote unquote. Yeah. And if you're not Eminem, it's like, can you really pull off the hard white rapper look, you know? Yeah. And uh, there's a bunch of stars that little show cameos, up. In the show. Guest yeah, little appearances. cameos. That's cool. There's a bunch of rappers uh, that I don't really know because I'm not really into that scene, but you know, I appreciate camp? that culture because... You want to spit us some bars real quick, Steve? N- nope. I know you can... Um, let's see. Young Thug. <laughs> Young Thug. Shout out to Young Thug. YG. Can you tell us uh, maybe some of the people behind the show that worked on it? Maybe some people that we'd be familiar with from other productions little dicky is basically the showrunner right it's his show little dicky came up with it but the reason this really got going dave bird little dicky he met kevin hart or knew kevin hart in some way or another and kevin hart had a connection at fx and so that's how the show kind of got started and then they brought in a bunch of other executive producers scooter braun scooter braun sounds like an old nickelodeon character (laughs) saladin k peterson jeff schaefer marty bowen those are all executive producers oh there's a bunch honestly i looked up scooter braun and i'm not very impressed with his catalog here jeff shaper produced curb your enthusiasm and seinfeld so that's... Oh, kevin hart himself was a producer huh yeah that's what i'm saying did you get a lot of kevin hart notes after notes no the the interesting thing about kevin hart producing it that i really like is he's not necessarily an advocate for just his sense of humor he just is trying to help other people he recognizes good humor when he sees it mm-hmm. that's something i've always appreciated about kevin hart and he tries to help other people kind of succeed and i and he did that in this case for dave bird anyway you guys should check it out it's pretty highly acclaimed you the- know about this from the reddit universe right on dave yeah everyone was i mean a lot of people are talking about dave it comes very highly recommended for network television to produce a, a show with this level of quality. Because usually it's the streaming services that are putting out. Like, wasn't it Netflix that did Master of None, for instance? Yeah. So to see FX and network television come out, try to compete with that level of content mm-hmm. still in this day and age, this is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Everyone's making each other better. And it's now FX's 
highest ranked comedy. And so it's definitely greenlit for a season two, as I said before. They probably got three already. And they're going to, the quality of it is going to go. If they can ever get to production. Much high. Much higher. Much higher. Uh, it's very good. Very, very good. And like I was saying, I don't really even understand every reference, but uh, I appreciated what it was doing. There's some crazy stuff in this show. Very crazy stuff. Can you give us one crazy thing that you saw? Give the give the listener a little bite, a little tease. Oh my gosh. The first thing that comes to my mind is Dave Bird naked on a table face down. Sold. <laughs> uh, Interesting. There's a lot of crazy stuff. And it also touches on, uh, there's a bipolar character and they really dive into that character for a little bit. It dives into ego and pride and fame what it would be like to be friends of people and and she yeah, deals with shame and the look the constant seeking of attention as a person it deals with relationships in a, a very real way and uh yeah one of my favorite episodes in the whole show is episode nine it's called Allie's speech i think most people when they saw it were like yep the show's amazing that episode was amazing truly the writing and the way that it played out and even though a lot of the content is a little bit outlandish and could uh, deter you as a person from watching it there's so much going on um, beneath the surface in that episode the way that that episode played out just alone it could be like a short film and it was just so 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 good that episode was brilliantly done anyway go watch it this is in front of me a microphone. It's One Piece himself. <laughs> One, Mr. One Piece. <laughs> That's what everybody in high school used to call him. My friends call me Scooter Braun. <laughs> my, my, my friends call me One Piece. <laughs> <laughs> For reasons that would surprise you. Uh, I can't wait to see Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, it's going to be rad. Or it won't be, or it'll suck. This has been another short episode. Mini episode. In the Stephen Explains a show to Gabe that he hasn't seen before series. Hi, I'm Dave. Hi, I'm Dave. I'm Lil Dicky. Hi, I'm Dave. Who's Dave? Hi, I'm Dave. Please watch. Please. I'm Lil Dicky. No, shut up. I am Dave. Sometimes I feel like people only see me as this larger-than-life icon, but I'm just a normal guy. Hi. Hello. I'm Dave. You might know me as Lil Dicky, but there's a lot more to me. Don't you want to know who I am? Not really. Do you want to meet the guy behind the guy? Woo. Do you want to know what the industry is like? Uh. What a strange life I have. Got me tripping like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Dave, you're a rapper? Oh, no. Coached by aggressive white man on the regular. Uh. I got to record with a neck pillow on my neck because the ergonomics on my desk ain't right. My nose gets stuffed every night. Woo. Yes, I know that I'm a rapper at the end of the day. But I think it's time you knew me by my government name. Hi, I'm Dave. I'm Lil Dave. Hi, I'm Dave. Who's Dave? Hi, I'm Dave. Please watch. Please, I'm Lil Diggy. No, shut up. I am Dave. Please watch.